Welcome to IA Financial Group's In Your Interest podcast. My name is Ashley, and this week we're taking a tour of the new TFSA savings plan with Michael Ammo, Director of Sales at IA, and as always, my colleague Sébastien McMahon. And uh, Michael is actually joining us remotely from Ontario. So welcome, Sébastien, and welcome, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for including me. Yeah, Welcome, Michael. It's great to have you. Thank you. Great to be here. So let's get started. Affordable housing has become a major concern in Canada, especially in big cities and for young people looking to buy their first home. In fact, we recently did a podcast on the real estate market. More specifically, is Canada in a real estate bubble? This question was answered, and you can listen to the episode from September 25th. And although we don't necessarily consider ourselves in a real estate bubble in Canada, there is a concern regarding access to homeownership for young people and non-homeowners. Demographic growth resulting from immigration has an impact on the Canadian economy, and combined with inflation, it can impact our ability to access homeownership. And that's why the FHSA was launched by the federal government. Yeah, Ashley, and the FHSA is a new product. And I know, Michael, we've known each other for uh, a year or so now, and I know that you answer lots of questions about that. So we thought maybe today, uh, just you know, covering a frequently asked questions uh, on the FHSA would be uh, in order. So thank you for being us with, here with us. Glad to be here. Thank you. And so, Michael, how would you summarize the TFSA and the FHSA uh, simply for our listeners? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the TFSA, and, and now I'm a big fan of the FHSA. I love all these acronyms. But anyway, <laughs> the TFSA stands for a tax-free savings account. Uh, and it's actually a savings plan that allows invested funds to grow tax-free. Uh, ideal for saving for either a short, a medium, or long-term project, such as uh, the trip, uh, perhaps you're purchasing a second property or first property, or an emergency fund, which we always recommend you have at least three months of income in an emergency fund. And from my own personal experience, I'm father of four daughters, and um, two of my daughters, we've I've used the TFSA to set aside funds for their their wedding. Um, mm-hmm. One's already done, another one's coming up soon. So I use the TFSA to allow it to grow in their tax free and just kind of set it aside. And it's there for that specific purpose. Um, and then recently I'm retiring at the end of this year and I've just turned 65, although I look about 40. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I decided we're going to take uh, uh, my daughters and my wife and uh, their husbands down to Vegas for a week just to celebrate the fact I made it to 65 and that I'm going <laughs> to retire. So we use the TFSA just for that purpose to set it aside for a trip. So I love it because it grows all tax-free. It's easily accessible. Uh, but what I think is even better now is that they've come out with this first home savings account, the FHSA. And that's pretty well designed specifically to help future homeowners save for the purchase of a first home. And it really combines the advantage of an RSP and those of a TFSA, uh, allowing those contributions to be deducted from your taxable income and generating tax-free returns. Uh, tax-free returns. So. Some of the basics of the FHSA, uh, the, you have an annual contribution of $8,000 you can contribute to it. That uh, gives you a lifetime contribution per person of $40,000. And the maximum participation is a 15-year max or up to age 71. And when, again, the beauty is the withdrawals made for the purchase of a first home are not taxable according to certain conditions. So again, I have a, a personal situation here with my third daughter who her and her husband of the past year are looking to save for a home and he works for TD Bank. I won't hold that against them, <laughs> but he, 
he is adamant about saving money for their home because up in this Toronto area, it's very expensive, even renting homes here. So they've been working hard at that. So this is an excellent opportunity for them to take advantage of the FHSA. And I love the fact that it's got the feel of an RSP. It deducts your, allows to take away some of the deduction of your annual income. So I think it's a great product. Glad to see it's coming aboard, and I think it'll help a lot of Canadians going forward. Yeah, so and, I hope that helps. And, and congrats on all the great projects that you have yeah. here. The, the weddings of your daughter's retirement. So, yeah, it's uh, important steps in uh, a man's <laughs> life. But maybe here, one, one question that I personally have, it says first home savings account. So is it like only the first home that you'll purchase in your life, or how, how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's specifically for the purchase of your first home. Um, that's what it's, that it's geared to do, is allow you to have the funds and use those funds to purchase the first home. Okay, but let's say someone's 45 and, you know, they, they just, you know, I don't know, went to a dramatic life event, you know, separated, had to sell the house, live in an apartment, and let's say five to ten years after they want to purchase a new home, can they use the FHSA then? Yes, they, as long as they have not uh, had or purchased a home in the last five years or lived in their own home at that point in time, they can use the FHSA again to purchase a home. Oh, interesting. And speaking of, uh, you know, separations and stuff, what are the rules regarding common law partners? Uh, good question. If your spouse is a homeowner, uh, you cannot op- open up an FHSA as it requires that neither you nor your spouse must have not owned a home in Canada for the past five years nor, of course, in the current year. So, um, however, if you uh, open an FHSA before becoming the spouse of a homeowner, you can contribute to your FHSA and use it to purchase your first home. So there are some rules here, the spousal rules. I see. And previously, you said that the FHSA combines the advantages of an RRSP with those of the TFSA. Uh, Why is that? Well, the returns are tax sheltered like the TFSA and RRSP and withdrawals are non-taxable like the TFSA but only if the withdrawal is used to purchase the first home or transferred to an RRSP or TFSA Uh, and the big point here is the contributions are tax deductible like an RSP and I love that combination. Yeah absolutely and is it possible to transfer funds from a TFSA to the FHSA? Absolutely. It's possible to transfer your savings for the purpose of acquiring a first eligible property while keeping in mind that the maximum annual amount of $8,000. You have to stay within that limit. Also, I'd like to mention that you can contribute a single year of unused contributions. So this product is, I think, coming out around November 13. So if someone opens their FHSA in 2023, but they do not intend to contribute this year, they can use their $8,000 in 2024. So therefore, they they could contribute up to $16,000 in 2024. Okay. And so it's possible to transfer TFSA to FHSA. Is it the same with the RRSP? Yeah, it's very similar. It's tax-free transfers from an RSP to an FHSA will be allowed. Uh, of course, subject to compliance with their annual contribution limit of the 8,000 of the FHSA, as well as any other rules governing eligible investments. However, transfers from an RSP to an FHSA uh, will not be tax deductible and will not restore your contribution room to your RSP. Oh, of course, it. and we, we can't always plan so far ahead. Let's say you plan to buy a house in the coming years, but you know, you know, you're priced out of the market or something happens and you don't buy a property, then what happens with the money that you just put in the product? 
Well, if you don't buy a property, that's, that's unfortunate, but that those things happen. If you don't buy a property, uh, you can transfer the money you save directly into your RSP or a RIF. However, keep in mind, there's there's no penalty or tax at that time of the transfer. However, remember that once it's in an RSP or a RIF, uh, those funds will be taxable at the time of the withdrawal according to the tax rules. So it goes into your, your income uh, as, a, as a taxable item. You mentioned the RIF, R-R-I-F. Can you just explain what that means? Well, it's the Registered Retirement Income Fund. So at, at age 71, you have to settle your RSPs and then start to take out at least a minimum income from the RIF, or you can take more than the minimum, but you must take a minimum income from the RIF amount. And that goes in as a taxable uh, part of your taxable income. Okay, okay. Okay, and can the FHSA and the RRSP be combined to purchase a first home? Yeah, that's the beauty of it. It's, it's possible to combine contributions and returns from your FHA, FHSA as well as up to the 35000 from your RSP to purchase of your first home in Canada. Yeah, so you can combine them. It's beautiful. Wow, yeah. And so TFSA, FHSA, or RRSP, what do we, what do we prefer? Yeah, I think it really boils down to, you know, what your needs and objectives are, what stage of life you're in, uh, what your goals are. Um, so they're all excellent vehicles. And I always say we don't get many opportunities from the government to allow us to take advantage of things. So uh, jump aboard um, with the TFSA, the FHSA, and others like the RESPs for educational, the RSPs for retirement planning. So all of those opportunities the government finally gives us uh, allows us to focus on some specific needs and goals that we may have. So if you're between 20 and 40, you may be trying to save for your first home, so make sure you take care advantage of the FHSA. If you've got four daughters and <laughs> have a lot of weddings coming up, make sure you take care of the TFSA. And yeah. if you have an RSP, if I have any money left over from my retirement, then I put it into my RSP. <laughs> so uh, I love all those opportunities. Canadians don't take advantage of enough of them. I know that's a fact that not everybody's got tons of money to throw around. But focus on the things you're trying to to solve down the road and use these vehicles that we're allowed to use from our friends, the government. Yeah, so. and in, in this podcast, we're always, uh, you know, encouraging people to save more, to have good savings habits and, you know, to choose between these three products here. I mean, looking at this from a consumer point of view, it's important to talk to your financial advisor to make sure that you save in the right tool. But those are three solid options. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michael, for enlightening us on the subject. And thanks also to you, Sébastien, and our listeners. And we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you. Thanks again. Hey, thanks. Love this podcast? Want to know more about economic news? Follow our In Your Interests podcast, available on all platforms. Visit the economic news page on ia.ca or follow us on social media.